0: everyone thank you so much for joining me for episode 26 of the um Freak parents podcast that's just so awesome to me to say episode 26 thank you to everyone that has been listening from the beginning um welcome to any new listeners and i want to just say a quick thank you again to everyone that has been supporting this thing every step of the way everyone is so amazing and i'm so grateful for all of your help and guidance. Um, If you did not check out last week's episode where we discussed one of my favorite shows, March 4th, 2012 at the Town Ballroom in Buffalo, New York, I will put a link to where you can give that a listen in the show notes. Some news to go over before we dive into this week's episode. Umphreys dropped a bunch of new merch for the holidays. And if you have not already gotten your Umphreys Christmas gifts or dropped the hint to that special someone of what you want for the holidays, I would suggest you get on that because things will sell out. Um, And I know in the past they have put some stuff on sale Um, I don't know if that's happened already at the time of this episode's airing, but when it does happen, make sure that you jump on it because sizes of things will be gone. I remember last year, two years ago, there was a zip sweater that my husband wanted and they were like instantly sold out of a men's large. So definitely jump on that. Um, I will admit I purchased the set of candles that they came out with this year And I cannot wait to get those bad boys in my hands. They're really, really cool free gifts I got as well. A tote bag, a sweet Umphreys cookie cutter that I'm super excited to use for Christmas cookies. And a fortune cookie, which I've seen some pictures of those. And that's going to be pretty awesome too. So definitely get yourself some new sweet swag. Also, they have announced that they will be doing an All Night Wrong set during holidays this year, and those that will be attending received an email with the ballad. I am unfortunately not attending this year, but one of my votes would totally be Bloody Well Right by Supertramp, another great band that is so perfect for Umphreys to cover, and the just any of their songs. Um, my... Dream cover of theirs from Super Tramp would be good by Stranger because they would absolutely just destroy the end of that song, it'd be so amazing. But I guess I still have to wait for that one. And lastly, if you were not aware, Umphreys released another album called B Sides earlier in November a collection of live versions, demos, and bonus tracks from It's Not Us and It's You. Totally love the first track, Interlooper, and the attachments featured from August 18th of this year at the St. Augustine Show, I believe is the best attachments of the year and possibly ever so far, and the first one where they really started doing the extended jam at the end of the song. The thing I'm wondering now, though, is will this be excluded from the 2018 Hall of Fame ballad list since it was released on here. Um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. If you did not uh, give that album a spin yet, I highly suggest it, and I will link all of the places where you can find it in the show notes. Before we go into this week's episode, I did want to mention one more thing. If you did not know, there is an Um Umfreak Parents podcast website your source for all of the episodes and information from each episode. Also, there is a blog. Um, I've submitted the first writing, something that I am super grateful for all the time, but something that I really reflected on during the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, If you have not read it and checked it out, please do so. All of the information where you can find the website is in the show notes. And if you are interested in submitting some writing to the website, um, please reach out. How you can contact the show is either in the show notes or on the website. And also, please, if you love this show, give it a review. It allows other like-minded parents to find it. And make sure that you subscribe so you never miss a new episode when they drop. One more thing before we get into this week's On This Day discussion, Red Rocks 2019 has been announced, and I can hardly contain my excitement about all of it. Seriously, I'm sure you can tell in my voice. I feel like Christmas seriously came early for me and all Umphreys fans. My husband and I have purchased our VIP tickets for the weekend, and I am just completely over the moon jumping up and down excited about my first trip to Red Rocks. I've seen Umphreez in Denver back in 2012. Um got away for a little less than 24 hours. I visited my friend who was living there at the time, flew from Buffalo to Denver, saw Umphreez that night at the Fillmore and then flew out in the morning. It was insane, but it was so much fun can't wait to spend some more time in the city finally visit this iconic venue this year is actually a new weekend happening june 21st 22nd and 23rd spafford will be opening the first night the opener for night two has not been announced at the recording of this episode and night three will feature three sets of umphreys with a led zeppelin set featuring jason Bonham so excited about that just thinking about that set alone on the rocks that weekend just gives me goosebumps all over my body and i mean i'm sitting in my coat closet at home thinking about this so being there of course is going to be an absolutely out of this world once in a lifetime experience so 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 excited Um, Also, there will be a Brendan and Jake show on Thursday, the 20th, to benefit Conscious Alliance. So excited about finally getting my ass to a Brendan and Jake show, too. Just so, so, so excited. I just feeling it in my stomach and everything. Just I'm beyond excited, have to work through my anxiety of flying. Not a fan of that, but it will absolutely be worth it. So just keep my eye on the prize. Um, All of the information where you can purchase tickets, purchase VIP. They have um, VIP with transportation and hotel packages. Um, They have different sort of camping things this year too. I mean, there's so much, so much information. Um, So I will make sure to link all of it in the show notes so that you can check it all out. And hopefully I will see you on the rocks. Okay, so let's dive in. This week we will be discussing the December 4th, 2004 show at the Music Farm in Charleston, South Carolina. They have played at the Music Farm a total of 14 times, but have not been back there since September 26, 2015. They have played in Charleston a total of 19 times, the last time being that 2015 show, and the first time being back in 2012 on February 26. Random fun fact, Charleston, South Carolina is now home base for Ryan Stasik, and also the band's manager, Vince. This show from December 4th, 2004, um, I was only able to find one recording of it on archive to listen to. It is not on Nugs or on live. I will say it's very interesting to listen to shows um, from this long ago. I have a child who is the same age as this show. He'll be 15 in February. And it's so amazing to listen to how much the crowd has grown you can tell from the crowd noise in the recording um, that the attendance is not obviously as large as it is now 15 years later um, so that's very interesting it's also very interesting to hear you know how they've matured um, in them playing together you know playing individually their comfortableness and confidence in the songs, meaning where they are willing to expand and extend the songs or the jams. And of course, Bayliss's voice. Um, You can really tell um, how his voice has matured in the past almost 15 years um, since, you know, this show. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this. The first set um, will be played after this discussion And I will put a link to where you can listen to the entire thing on archive in the show notes. Anyway, this one opens with Plunger and Nemo, these two being very standard, quite honestly. And when I say that, I don't mean any disrespect or diss or anything. I mean this that in almost 15 years, it's certainly not the Plunger or Nemo that we are used to hearing in 2018. But it's always great to hear the core of those songs again. However, this Uncle Wally, Jimmy Stewart is a different story. Jake ripping it a little before five minutes, just so beautiful. And I love to see how he is gaining his confidence in this song and allowing to really become its own creature This one they set it on the ground about six and a half minutes in to let it gain some momentum and it begins to like kind of swell I feel and like pulse and grow even more and more big and beautiful. I just imagine like this scene just being all like brought to light and kind of colored in when you're listening to this one and then suddenly a little over 10 minutes in it starts to gain some balls and maturity beginning to really almost grow into this monster and continues to go on this musical adventure before going into the next part of the story two by two which features an old like joel disc from bayless even back in 2004 i would love to know how long that's been going on Um, This one does get really dark and dirty and very ominous before going into the ending of the song. Never Cease to Amaze, a tune that they've only played a total of nine times, the last time being April 5th, 2009 at Toad's Place in New Haven, Connecticut. Soul Food 1 that starts out all honky-tonk country and then busts into the song. Joel taking the lead on the adventure a little over two minutes in and leading the pack just killing it until a little over five minutes. They set it down to catch its breath sort of in a way for a little bit and then it starts to gain some traction a little before seven minutes and starting to gain a funky vibe chugging along for a little bit to gain some more speed. Then it begins to slow coming way down and romantic only to change direction and go into the girl is mine into Jane says into the girl is mine this sandwich which includes the girl is mine by Michael Jackson and Jane says by Jane's Addiction has been covered by Umphreys a total of 36 times and performed by Brendan and Jake once the last time this one was covered was April 28, 2014 in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Jane Says has been sandwiched um, in between The Girl Is Mine every single time. And I honestly would love to hear them just play that tune by itself. Bayless's voice is so great for this song. The ending of this one wobbles its way into All In Time to close out the first set. Proving that even 15 years ago, and without Waffle doing the lights at this point in history, it was still such a great way to close out a set. The dueling guitars that start to build up a little after eight minutes in, and then the way they just play back and forth with each other, and then off of each other. The visions I'm having in my head when I listen to it of what it looks like, it just probably was amazing. One of the biggest things I love, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, um, is the chemistry between Brendan and Jake when they play a song. And the end of this all in time is a perfect example of what I mean, even, you know, 15 years ago. I will absolutely make a comment to my husband anytime that we're out seeing other music. And honestly, he kind of just, you know, looks at me and rolls his eyes at me, but I think the chemistry between the players on the stage is so important. And, you know, it's, you can see it obviously between all of them when they're playing. But, you know, when Brendan and Jake are playing off of each other, that's just probably my most favorite thing to witness, you know, when I am at an Umphrey show. Just absolutely love it. I wish that I would have been able to catch them in 2004. Sadly, I did not. Get in the van until 2007. Second set opens with DeJunk, then a cover of In Bloom by Nirvana. That one has only been covered a total of 28 times, last time being at the Fillmore in Philly on October 21st, 2016. But the last time they covered it, it is noted as the Sturgill Simpson version. I listened to it, I honestly like it much better. Um, but I will put a link to that 2016 show so you can listen to that version of In Bloom as well and make your own decision. Push the Pig, Thin Air, Wallet's Worth, Second Self, and No Opener to close out the second set. The Encore was a cover of Big Heart by the Lounge Lizards, only covered a total of 31 times, the last time being June 7th, 2013 at Red Rocks. This version from 2004, however, starts with a tease of the Bon Jovi tune, Wanted Dead or Alive. Um, I will put a link to where you can listen to this one on archive so you can check out that second set. And where you can look at the set list a little more closely so you can dig into it more if you wish. Um, and the second set of this show will be played right now.